You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's the weekend, baby. So we are going to go through Saturday and Sunday, give you a preview of things to come in the world of MLB DFS. Chris Meany, MLB DFS, you fan? Oh, I'm a big fan. I am a big fan. Yes, if you can tell. We have an interesting slate here on Saturday. I feel like when we get into the weekends, we're usually talking about some scrubs and, and just trying to be different with your lineups and, you know, especially in tournaments. And sometimes we avoid the tournaments because of that. And we just want to go cash, but we have some stud pitchers here this weekend. That's we do. Some big names, especially Saturday night as you get into those late games too. So this is another one of those shows where we're going to talk about what slate to play when, how to go through it how to separate them or avoid them depending on what's best for your budget. So without further ado, let's get at it. And let's start with the Rays and Twins here, 1 o'clock. Then you have a 2 o'clock game here, Eastern Time, White Sox, Indians, Pirates, Brewers uh, at 4. Then you got Rangers, Royals, 4. Orioles, Giants, 4. Nats, Reds, 4. Tigers, Braves. And that is your afternoon slate. Now, looking at this right off the bat, you know, we don't like to waste people's time here on the weekend show. We like to get right at it. There's two pitchers that I am absolutely in love with on the day slate. And the first one is good in Pittsburgh, but it is Brandon Woodruff, the guy who's been striking out a ton, guys. He's 7-1. and one. This game is on the road in Pittsburgh. He's facing, it looks like Nick Kingham probably as of right now. And oh, boy. That is, look, I mean, Kingham, Kingham, whatever. He's got an ADRA. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Not that the guy's bereft of talent. He's a young kid. But it's perfect <laughs> for today. It's perfect for Saturday. It's perfect to troll him. And Woodruff has been one of the unsung heroes of that Brewers team, a guy that we've been on a ton. And so far, Chris, we've been very happy that we have been. Yeah, not only on a ton, but against good teams too. Like the Phillies, only one run. The Braves, two runs. A shutout before that against the Phillies. Washington, in fact, like this guy has allowed two or fewer runs in eight of his 11 starts. And he's on a heck of a run right now where it's two or zero in six straight outings, and he's racking up strikeouts. He's got 75 and 64. Yeah, the two chalk plays, I agree. They're chalk. Don't even worry about it. I'd play them in cash, and I'd play them in tournaments with Woodruff in Pittsburgh, PNC Park, and then Mike Sirocco uh, at home, you know, against the Detroit Tigers. So there's another guy who has, you know, this is unsustainable, but a 1.07 ERA through 50 innings. He's lights out. He has a 58% ground ball rate, so he does not get in trouble with the long ball. And Detroit and Pittsburgh, they just don't have that great of lineup. So both of those guys, I can definitely get on board, cash and tournaments. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100%. I'm going to pair them together. They'll probably both be in that 9K range somewhere around there probably. And I think that's perfectly fine. It's a good investment, which means you got to find a little bit of a little bit of discount somewhere in offenses. Now, that being said, if we do like, of course, uh, the Braves, we want to be involved in that game a little bit. So we're going to find some pieces of that offense. Plus, I think when you're talking about some sneaky spots there, too, I think we might go to that Orioles Giants game because you got Anderson and Hess going in that one. And I think there's going to be some offense. I don't love these guys. I'm not a big fan of either of these offenses. But we talked about Baltimore yesterday, Chris, the top of that order. There's definitely something to get involved in there, plus in that Giants lineup. If you want to go with the belts or, you know, it's not There's great. an opportunity to do it, though, against Hess. 
a fly ball pitcher in Baltimore and then the yeah. bullpen. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't jump off at the page and you're like, Oh, I need to get these guys in cash. You feel weird about it. But I mean, if you can get belt or, you know, Longoria, the two of those guys, I suppose. And, and I feel better about the Baltimore side of things. Cause we've seen a little bit more with hands Alberto atop the lineup. Nunez has, has shown some power over the past week. We know VR Mancini. We know where their ceilings lie. Uh, even Keon Broxton, if he gets in there, I mean, he has a little bit of pop in his bat as well. So it's an opportunity to jump on board. And I think with Texas as well against Homer Bailey, I keep going back to guys like Mazzara and Brugnet Odor just, slow starters they've 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 really haven't been all that great this year but if you go look back at the past couple of weeks you're starting to see some some signs are turning the corner a little bit Mazzara's still you know getting in that cleanup spot against righties against lefties he gets pushed back down the order a little bit but I like both of those guys anytime a right-handed pitcher can play those two bats I, I see upside and I see price discounts Indians and White Sox is the other place I'm looking for offense Chris yes too. yes and you know you got Rodriguez and Nova on the mound Nova's imminently hittable Jose Ramirez is starting to pick things up a little bit. Probably more of a fan duel kind of stack that you want to get there because they've been a little bit more moderately priced. Lindor's been very expensive. But I'll tell you what, Carlos Santana, I think, is very much in play in this one against Nova. Uh, and also give me Jose Ramirez, too. I think those are two guys that I want pieces of in this one. Now, when we get to the evening games, things change significantly, okay? Because you've got Verlander, you've got Kershaw, you've got DeGrom, you've got Granky Plus. You've also got Colorado in play. So these become very, very tricky nights. Now, if I'm looking for a fade from the big guys who has been on a quiet little streak, who has a matchup that I think is imminently winnable, it's actually, believe it or not, Jose Urena. I know it's crazy because the month of April, we pounded on him and mocked him, but he's been very good lately. There's an opportunity here with Urena, who's lowered his ERA significantly over the last couple of weeks. I think he's got like a two ERA over his last six starts. He's and good. against San Diego, a team that does have some strikeout potential in there, I think as a secondary pitcher, you're going to need somebody like that to go pair with. And again, my favorite guy on the night, I think, is Kershaw against that Phillies lineup, which has been, you know, continues to just sputter. Every time you think they're going to get going, they don't. And uh, a lefty, no less, against that lineup, Kershaw in Dodger Stadium. Of all those guys, between DeGrom on the road in Arizona, between Verlander on the road in Oakland, I think Kershaw is the chalk and probably the best investment. And if you can pair him with Urena, I think you can even things out a little bit. Yeah, Urena's a good call. I, I like that combo. You know, Urena and Kershaw would allow you to do, uh, you know, a lot of things, like get Kershaw and still get some expensive bats. And you're right about Urena. As much as we picked on him, it's like seven of his last eight starts, two runs or fewer. I mean, not getting in trouble with walks. And a lot of the contact that he has given up because he is a contact guy has come on the ground. So 52% ground ball rate heading into this start. So that's, I like that. And I think it'll go, I, I, I can't imagine the ownership, right? People won't, people won't go that way. They'll either try to go, you know, just looking at the slate, maybe like Andrew Haney in there as a, as a cheap discount with Kershaw. I going to be very, very. Yeah, highly. exactly. So that's why, exactly. So I can get behind your arena there for sure. And I don't love hey, don't get behind my arena. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's buy me wow. dinner first. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's a sentence I didn't think I'd ever say. Well, but, yeah, well, I didn't either. And but you know, if you're gonna get aggressive here, we gotta like lay out some ground rules here. <laughs> I kid. I kid. You can do whatever you want. That pretty good. <laughs> so is Degrom just a complete fade? Because I think we're on the same page with Verlander. We have a lot of respect for Oakland. <sighs> you and I. Like he can go in there and rack up some K's, but you know, the Athletics make a lot of contact, and you know, they they have well, some power in there. Not only do the Athletics make a lot of contact, but that that lineup is just really hurting right now. 
I mean, that Astros lineup is not the Astros lineup of four weeks ago or even a week ago. No, I think that's something everybody's got to keep in mind and realize, too. I mean, Springer was absolutely mad when, before he got hurt. He was just going crazy. And it's, it's tough. And then you got on the slate, too, you got Cubs, Cardinals, Yankees, Red Sox. These are big-time rivalry games. It can always get a little strange. Gantana yeah. and Flaherty, two very good pitchers. That's a 50-50 game I want to run for the Hills for. Herman's yeah. been terrific, but he's going to be expensive, and it's against the Red Sox. That's a tough combination for me. So, yeah, I mean, it's I, – look, I'm not going oppo in terms of I'm not going for Anderson and I'm not going for Eflin or those guys, but I think Urena is on a roll. Ownership will be low. I think people, like you said, they'll see Heaney and they'll go immediately for him, and I think that might be a little bit of a – uh, a, fa- uh, a trap basically yeah i now, think it's off- a trap too now offense where are you looking in this one because certainly you're going to need some because it's it's harder to find when you have so many strong big time aces on the mound all at once on a night like this obviously colorado sticks out and that's the other reason i think your is going to help too because you're going to need some salary relief you're going to want some jays and rockies i'll tell you what i'm going to go on the jays side i went on the rocky side friday i want the jays against John Gray because I just think they're going to be a little cheaper than the Rocky side. Yeah, I agree. And if, you know, the price point on Friday, I know it was Marquez on the hill, but there were a ton of bats in there that were under 4K on on DK and, you know, low threes on FanDuel and even a couple in the twos. So I, I think that's that's where I'll look. I'll look to see if there's any discount. Even guys like Sogard to top the lineup, if he's going to be 3-4, 3-5, 3-6, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest. I'm going to get in on him and Guerrero or Gurchik, like, Guriel has been good since the call-up. He's got a couple home runs. The confidence is definitely there. He didn't have it at first. I mean, he had the yips. He couldn't even throw to first. They put him down the minors. He hit the ball well there, and he's been back up here. And when he gets in the lineup, he's been hitting near the top of the order, if not in the 5-6 spot, which is decent for him. So, yeah, I'll go to the Jays. Um, looking elsewhere, I mean... It's tough. The, the Dodgers? The, the Dodgers, Dodgers are still cheap yeah. on FanDuel against Eflin? They're, they're cheap enough. But yeah. that's the problem on DK. There won't be. No. And, and that's why, you know, when, when the pricing comes out and gets released here, and, you know, we always record this show on Friday before these things happen. But, you know, just generally speaking, if you're looking at it, it, it might come down to, uh, well, if one of these ace, if DeGrom is priced a couple hundred dollars less than Kershaw or Verlander, then maybe you do consider DeGrom. I think that's the answer to that. And I don't think it's a slate where you, in the evening, where you can fade them all together unless you're going to, no. Just go with a Herman, who's not going to be much cheaper. I, I don't think Herman's going to be much cheaper. Quintana's been good, but on the road against the Cardinals, uh, it's, it's not a warm, fuzzy feeling either. So it's tough. It's really tough. Unless you're going to pick a side of that Cardinals-Cubs game, it, you're going to have to be into one of these big pitchers, and you're going to have to be clever and go with the lesser side of one of these, like the lesser side of that Toronto game. I think they're, you know, Toronto's going to be a little cheaper, as I said. And – I mean, I'm trying to think if they're what about a couple of Mets. Like, I mean, Granky's well, giving up some bombs. Like, there could be a discount on Mets. I think you're right because of those. Like, if we're going to fade Verlander because Oakland makes contact and we like them and they have some power in their lineup, I mean, let's take a couple shots on again Matt Olson. I mean, why not? Yeah, <laughs> he's, 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 Verlander has a high fly ball rate. He he allows a couple home runs here and there. So there I mean, something with the Mets too, though, because I yeah, like, the, I, I think there's some yesterday. discount Conforto there. Up. Yeah, Conforto heating up is is good. Uh, His price on Fanduel too is great. Conforto, yeah. I mean, DK is all over it. Of course, surprise, surprise, is up in the five thousand dollar range. Yeah. But then you you see Conforto like five two five three on DK, and then you see three five on Fanduel. I mean, that's a big that's a big difference between. If the you two ask sides. me, Chris, on Saturday, I would much prefer to stay in the day games. 
I agreed. Uh, yes, I there's prefer, a lot more slates. If I'm only playing one slate, I'm gonna play Saturday day game, and yes. I'm gonna let the Sunday night go because I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a puzzle that's really hard to put together with the pieces you want because there's gonna be one explosive offense and a bunch of aces, and that is hard. That is a tough puzzle to kind of make work. If you do a full slate, I I would still pick Woodruff and Soroka. Oh, 100%. Even with those set arms. And we could get them with a really low ownership with those arms on the side. You know what? Let me tell you something. You might have nailed it. There you go. That's why you're the brains of this operation and I'm just the looks. You nailed it. What you do is you put those two guys together in the day, separate them, and then you play the full slate with them as well. And you try to you know, use that discount to get involved in the Colorado game. That's exactly how you do it and fade those top guys all together. Now, they're going to be that much. I mean, they're still going to be high eights, low nines. There's no doubt about it. But in terms of matchup, in terms of return on investment, plus you get the day game after a night game for both of them, which means there's going to be some subs in that lineup too, some bench guys. That is a perfect scenario for both of those guys to dominate. I'm with you, baby. Let's go to Sunday. Right, let's do it. One o'clock. See, I knew if we talked about it long enough, we'd figure it out. <laughs> I it's love always a little stuff. risky when you fade the top arms, but I mean, we have a little bit of value there and some safety with with other guys that I think we can get. We we can make that work. You can make it work. There you go. See, you were thinking outside the box. I was stuck inside of it, trying to <laughs> pop out holes so I could breathe, and then you helped me. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. right you. <laughs> so one o'clock games here on Sunday. Samarja and uh, Gabriel Yanoa. So we're going to go back to that Orioles-Giants game, too. There should be yes. some balls flying out of that ballpark. Yeah, Samarja is not a great pitcher on the no, road. No, and I still like the Orioles side more than the Giants side. Yes. Uh, Nats, Reds, Scherzer against Sonny Gray. Now, I got a question for you. Scherzer has had some bad luck lately. Sonny Gray has been very good. <laughs> yeah. Would you take the shot here with Sonny Gray as a little contrarian play against Scherzer just because the Nats being the Nats lately? Where nothing just seems to go their way and that bullpen just keeps coughing everything up. Yeah, man, it's been – the Nats are just a team I can't really figure out, to be honest with you. I didn't expect 14 runs against Kevin Gossman. I know all of them didn't come against Gossman the other day, but they just – they started strong. And they enough the of first. Them. Yeah. yeah, enough of them. Um, just looking at the slate, I'd, I'd rather honestly take some other shots with, like, Lucas Giolito. Maybe we'll – he's – you know, I, I didn't completely buy in last week. I, I think I have to at this point. Well, I, I mean, I basically wrote out the red carpet for him. You did. You did. I said, come on, come with me, come hang out. And you were like, yeah. ah, I'm going to see. Maybe I got some things yeah. to do. I got to wash my hair. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, I dropped hesitant. 10 strikeouts. And I missed out, and I want in. All I right. Well, so, uh, well okay. you'll have to wait and see now, maybe. <laughs> we don't want you to hang out at our clubhouse anymore. But look, <laughs> which you mentioned is, which is fair. you've got Odorizzi uh, against the Rays. You've got Boyd against the Braves, who another guy that we were all over. So we got the Boyd-Giolito pairing again. And I'll tell you what, I loved it so much earlier in the week. I think it was on Monday or Tuesday show. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine going back there for both of those guys also against the Indians and Boyd against the Braves. Again, it's a National League lineup, no DH. That's a positive. Uh, Boyd's been super. Uh, Tehran is beatable. So he's one of those guys that can show up and have a good game, one of those guys that show up and implode. So to me, when I'm looking at these 1 o'clock games, uh, Hamels is coming off a bad outing. Wainwright's coming off a really good one, but yet again, we're yeah. talking about lineups and rivalry games, and that Cubs lineup is very strong. So, looking in this early slate here before we get to the four o'clocks, I don't know, man. If you want to get involved in the Rockies game with Sensatella and Sanchez, and I think you're going to want to, it's got to be Giolito, I think, and and or Boyd. If Odorizzi somehow comes at a discount on one of the sites, I would take him too. I think those are the three guys in play, and I would fade Scherzer from the top. 
I mean, Scherzer's the only stud. He's the only real true stud on the board. Like, yes, we like Matthew Boyd. I'm with you on Boyd. Giolito has been great, even when we get into the later. I mean, I guess Garrett Cole, I suppose, he definitely fits into that in that range again. But he goes against Oakland. So there, there is something to be said about fading when there's only one or two studs and they're up in price. There is something to be said about fading those guys because if it works out and you have them at like 60, 65, I have 70% ownership, which is very possible. I'm looking at this slate. You really have to have those perfect lineups with your bats. So, but if anything doesn't work out with those guys, then you're so much ahead of the curve. And I think well, Boyd in Atlanta. We all had DeGrom. It was like a 71% right. ownership in cash games of DeGrom that night against at home. Was it two Fridays ago against yeah, like Miami? Miami and yeah. it completely wet the bed and everybody got hosed on it, which should have been the easiest money in the world. Yeah. And you're right. I think this is, is another one of those spots where that could happen. Yeah, I just, you know, Sundays are weird. Weekends are weird, especially when there's only one or two aces. Everyone gravitates to that top ace, and, and it's very chalky. And if you're going to play a cash, fine. I have, obviously have no problem with Max Scherzer in cash in Cincinnati. He's going to rack up, you know, eight or nine strikeouts for sure. Um, but, again, flyball pitcher, much like we talked about Verlander on Saturday, flyball pitcher gives up home runs in Cincinnati. So if he doesn't have the type of game that you're expecting and you're not on him, you are completely ahead of the curve and it will allow you to get some exposure to Colorado and Toronto to get some Baltimore bats in there to get some Milwaukee bats against TBT. It's like Pittsburgh pitcher every Sunday, like get in on that. Again, it could be Mitch Keller. I mean, it could be, and let's be honest, like, Keller didn't have a good showing. Like Jordan Lyles is questionable with a hamstring. If it's Mitch Keller again, I mean, you probably want to get some Milwaukee bats. Speaking of Kellers, how about Brad Keller too with the Royals and they're going to be in Texas. So this weekend when you've got Texas in play and you've got Colorado in play, there's going to be some run scored. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things, man. So I would be looking heavily to, um, again, that you know, the discount you're getting on those Royals guys on FanDuel is important. Uh, some of the guys on Texas actually are discounted on DK ironically so you might have to flip-flop between the two of them over Saturday and Sunday but I don't let go of that Texas the Texas games this weekend either just because Colorado's on there because I think you're going to get some runs in those games as well yeah I sound like a broken record but there's value with Texas and Cleveland guys who I feel like are starting to turn the corner I know we like Giolito but on Saturday you mentioned Jose Ramirez I think he's got hits in nine of his last 11 games his first multi-hit streak of the season just happened. Crazy. I mean, it's unbelievable to think about, but value there with him and Mazzara and, and Rube and Odor. I'm, I'm in on those three. Okay. So we were out on Verlander, but I'm, I'm in on Garrett Cole. Yeah. I'm in on Garrett Cole because when you're looking at the rest of this grouping, when you get to the four o'clock games, it's Pavetta, it's Rich Hill, it's Strom, it's Richards. It's those kind of guys there. And it's nobody that's really, I mean, it, the ownership will be high in the four o'clock. Now, if you want to play them as one giant slate, that's different. Because I think then you're going to have to find a really good secondary pitcher because Garrett Cole is going to be through the roof. Yeah. So if, if you're going to play the whole day, that means Scherzer and Cole are in there. I prefer Cole to Scherzer in this Me matchup too. against Oakland. The strikeout rate's been insane lately. So even if he doesn't get the win for some reason, you know you're going to get big-time double-digit strikeout potential in there. The question is, where do you go for a secondary guy here as you look through the evening because or the afternoon, I should say, because is it somebody like Steven Matz who – Last outing was pretty good. Is it somebody like Marco Gonzalez against the Angels? Or is it somebody like Pavetta who he struggled in that first inning of that game where he came back? But after that, he was pretty decent. Trouble is, still inefficient despite the strikeout potential. 
Yeah, I think Pavetta is an interesting tournament arm. If you want to pair him up with Cole, I think he can do that because Cole will do enough for you, as you mentioned. I mean, double-digit strikeouts in like over half of his starts. And Pavetta, I mean, you may get some walks. You could get a couple home runs, but you could also get six or seven strikeouts as well. So I think that could even itself out much like last his his first start since he returned from AAA. So that that's a good option. I like Steven Matz. I, I really I do. do. We mentioned David Peralta and how Arizona's lineup is not the same. And Matz is... Matt's has quietly been pretty good. I mean, he has a 3.55 ERA. He's got a double-digit strikeout rate. Well, it's a 9.8. We'll give him a no, give I'd a say that's there. close enough, man. No, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's Matt's too because yep. Strom has been incredibly high-priced lately. And I'm yeah, coming off has. a good outing too, and that's a bad combination of stuff. And it's not that I have much faith against him. I just think he's going to be overpriced. Uh, and over-owned. I was going to go there yeah. too, but the ownership's probably going to no, be high. It's, it's too much. It's not a, And Rich Hill's going to be overpriced too yes. because of the way the Phillies yes. have been. So for me – I think you're right, man. I'm 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 going right in there with Mats. That's the guy that was on my mind too. Mats and Cole is the pairing I like. Now let's get some offense because we're gonna need some. And I mean, I'll tell you what. It's looking at it in the afternoon games. I think probably I'm gonna go with uh, some of those San Diego Padres against Richards. I think that's yeah. I think that's uh, gonna be a, a good one there. Uh, you could probably get Manny Machado still in that relatively cheap. Machado's been really cheap. You know, he's, he hasn't has really, no matter how like up or down he's been, it's pretty much stayed flat, which is great. But 3-3 like, three, three on FanDuel is too cheap. That's crazy. That's no, madness. Yeah. Even on DK, he's gotten to the point where he's 3-7. I mean, we yeah. know what he's capable of. Yeah, I mean, I, even in the Angels-Mariners game, I think he can go there for a little bit of offense too. Yeah, yeah, I agree there as well. I know we've been picking on them against lefties, but Gonzalez is – and we, we picked on Texas against lefty and Gonzalez, and we said, ah, no, listen, I mean, they haven't had success against lefties. Gonzalez is still a contact guy, so uh, I think he can go there with some discount bats. I think still Toronto – against the Seattle Arizona. side too, even guys like Hanniger, you know, who's still a solid bat. I know the average hasn't been great, but still got good power. I think yeah, there's guys like that that are going to pop up today in that kind of game. Yeah, and and Kyle Seager is is a guy who's who just returned to the lineup, and Fandle hasn't adjusted his pricing. So if you want to, there's there's a little bit of a punt play there at third. And you know, listen, as much as we talked about Pavetta, if you don't roster Pavetta, I mean, it's it's definitely okay to get a couple Fandle Dodgers in there as well. I mean, I just don't get it. Usually, like like big market teams like the Red Sox and I don't know the Astros, like these these teams. Their bats are expensive, but the, the Dodgers are just not getting that respect. And I just see value every time I look at their lineup on FanDuel. So I almost feel like it's because they're on the West Coast. They want to get people involved later on. And I feel like they tempt Maybe. you by making the Dodgers cheaper. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely a possibility. I, I just know. I see – like when I look that's at Turner – That's a conspiracy theory, though. It's it very Oliver Stone. It is very Oliver Stone of me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Turner and Seager are 3-6 and 3-7. I mean, that's their price heading into the weekend, and it's not going to be that much higher against Pavetta. It really, it really isn't because they've had great matchups all year. Most of the year at home, they really have. Just looking at some of their splits, they've been a much better team at home. Yeah. Uh, and so they can take a, take advantage of Pavetta for sure. I'm, I, right. But I'm into Matt's, man. I think we'll get a good price with him. Yeah, Matt's and Cole is a really good pairing if you're going to do the 4 o'clock games. Uh, that's, that's definitely the way I would want to go. So to recap... What we just said there was also we're looking at, obviously, we're going to be in Colorado a lot. We like the Jays side of things the first day. Then on Sunday, we like both ends of that one. Keep an eye on those Rangers and Royals, too. There's going to be a lot of runs in that. Stay away from these rivalry games. Cubs, Cardinals, Yankees, Red Sox. Don't kind of flirt around with them. Uh, We're going back to the well on Giolito. We're going back to well on Boyd, Soroka, Woodruff. All the favorites of the Line Star app show here on On Deck. 
all the favorites are in play. And basically, we're fading a lot of the top guys. Faden yeah. Scherzer, Faden Verlander. Uh, we'll see what DeGrom's price is, but that's another one, too, with Peralta out, as we just kind of touched on again. Maybe if he's the cheaper between Kershaw uh, and Verlander on that Saturday night, maybe he is the better option of the three. Just keep your fingers crossed and maybe light a candle in church. So here's my question for you. What's it look like in the wagering uh, lines this weekend that you like that you don't? So I think that Minnesota is going to be underdogs all series long. I mean, they were on Thursday, they were on Friday, and I, I'm just going to take that that chance on the best offense in baseball. So I'm going to I'm going to take the value on on Minnesota this weekend. I'm going to like Milwaukee on the road, especially on Saturday with Woodruff, and on Saturday with you know Soroka. I think those are two solid solid bets. I think you can you know. Pick them by more than one run if you want to get some more value in there with Milwaukee and Atlanta. Uh, you know, Baltimore may be a team that, you know, is decently with team totals. They're right around the four mark. I think San Fran coming into town and Samarja, I think you can take the team apply totals there. And the Mets on Saturday, I like, and I like them on Sunday. I think he, I, the Mets are probably going to be underdogs on Sunday, especially with Mats. And Maybe just maybe actually Saturday they probably will be Joe against Granky even though it's Degrom I think that you'll get some pretty good value there and then um, I like the overs in and with the Dodgers and the Phillies on Sunday I think that's going to be the high scoring series between those two teams and against the Seattle and LA there's man, lots going on but I, I definitely like the overs when you know those division teams play in the West you know with Oakland and Houston right. and LA and Seattle I think there's usually there's usually a lot of runs to be scored all right so. That brings us to our favorite segments, calling our shot, which means on the weekend edition, we've got two shots to do it, which is good. So you pick one guy for the weekend, and my guy's going to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Oh. in Colorado. I think the big boy is going to like the thin air. That's what I think. I think you're going to get one home run at least from Vladdy this weekend. How about you? Where are you going, Chris Meany? I'm going to go to Pittsburgh, and I'm not going to go with Christian Yelich. That one just seems too easy. But Mike Moustakis, I like yeah, Moustakis. I like he's, yeah, I mean, he had a big Thursday, but he's got some power in his bat. And you know what? This Pittsburgh rotation, there's a lot of question marks in there with Kingham on Saturday. You mentioned some bad numbers from him. And then on Sunday, we don't even know who's going to start there yet. So I think we'll go with Moose for the weekend. All right. I love it. You can follow us on Twitter at JoePZPS17, at Chris Meany. And, of course, at the Line Star app and Line Star app MLB. Make sure you are downloading the Line Star app and using that tool along with the podcast. We hope you have a great weekend. And if you're looking to start your fantasy football prep, make sure you go and get the Fantasy Football Black Book 2019. It's out there on Amazon right now for Kindle, and it's out there as well at the hard copy, the paperback, when everybody wants to hold it in their hand. So join mm. Team Black Book and get on that and get yes. your football prep started right now. That'll do it for us, and there is only one thing left to do, and that's step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meaney.